First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. On the line right now, um, in regards to the eminent domain issue, uh, Samantha Colosimo-Testa. We've had a lot of uh, Utica politics on over this garage issue, and Samantha's on the line right now. Good morning. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. That, sorry, that was, oh, yep, that was Morris Code for good morning. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> okay. Well, that was fun. Good morning, guys. That was fun. Okay, so uh, on this eminent domain issue, um, uh, we've heard a lot. What I find interesting is we've heard a lot of talk from uh, people within the city saying that, you know, maybe eminent domain is not the right move. They don't they don't uh, they, they don't want to be a part of eminent domain when it comes to the uh, the parking garage. Yet, aren't there situations where the city has used eminent domain to take over property? I mean, they, they have used it before. I mean, I sat on the urban renewal agency for six or about six years, and I've never seen them use the eminent domain process Okay. Um, in regards to taking over a building. But um, there is I one that, that, There is one in particular that is, is quite interesting, and I believe that's well, what is, you're talking about. It, it is, and this is the Court Street property that... Um, which which was which was strange how it got, you know, split up to begin with. So somebody owned twenty percent, and then the city foreclosed on eighty percent. But the biggest issue that I have with them doing the eminent domain process is they took the gentleman to court and claimed that they needed this parcel for economic development. Okay. Now there's there's two sides to this. So when the city takes property over for um, foreclosure or eminent domain or whatnot, they actually go through the public bidding process. Which makes the urban renewal agency different is they actually can go through the public bidding process or they could choose who they're selling the parcel to based on who they think is the right tenant for that property. So urban renewal agency is a separate entity from the city. Even the funds go back to the urban renewal agency and, you know, for, for the par- for the sale of the parcel. And then when the city does it, that goes back to the general fund. So it, it, is, a, it is a separate t- entity, but part of the city of Utica at the same time. So when they took Vincent Bailey, um, who owned, owned that Court Street parcel, to court, they took him to court for that 20%. Now, I just I just find it strange. Like, you know, they wanted the parcel, and I understand wanting a whole parcel rather than just trying to subdivide that 80%. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's besides the point in this, and I understand okay, why they would if, want that. If, if I can, uh, I, initially when I was thinking you were talking about the 20%, I, I was confused because I was thinking – it's someone who owned 20% of a property. But what you're saying is this is a person who owned, there's a parcel, and uh, no, someone no, owns... it's one a, whole parcel. So he basically owned 20% of the entire of the entire building. Okay. I see. So, so that is what it is. Okay. Yeah. I, I was so getting he confused. He purchased that back in 2018 for, I think, $40,000 or okay. something along those lines. Yep. And, you know, was was planning on having a tenant in, inside that parcel. Okay. All right. Got it. So way back when I was on the council, there's actually a, uh, like a hallway, so to speak, above the, above the building that connects the street building that they're putting La Nostra in to that court street building. Okay. So when they, they, they actually lease that to the people that own that building for a dollar. So I found that strange that they would be leasing that parcel for a dollar when they didn't even own that total parcel to the building. So it made me think that they were taking that eminent domain in order to sell it to those people, okay. which, okay, at the end of the day, I guess. The, the problem that I have is is that they never sat down with Vincent Daly and said, listen, 
if we sell this building as an entire parcel, can we give you what profit we make off of 20%? So they went through court, paid for all the, the city paid for all those proceedings or the urban renewal agency or whatnot, paid for all those proceedings to take Vincent Bailey to court. Instead of just offering him that 20%, if they were to sell that parcel on a yeah. contingency for, for whatever they, 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 they paid, they, they, they sold the building for him. So Vince, they took Vincent Bailey to court. They only paid him like $44,000 for that parcel. Mm. After he owned the building, he had to go through court proceedings and whatnot. Now they're selling that building for six hundred thousand dollars. And if he were to sell, if they were to sell it and just give him twenty percent of those proceedings without going to court and whatnot, I mean, he could have made a profit over one hundred twenty thousand dollars just by in good faith negotiations with the city. So I just didn't know what the biggest issue was. I heard that they needed it for a police station. I heard they needed it for you know several other things. So I just didn't know what the biggest, what the big focus was on that particular parcel. So now that it's out for public bid through the Urban Renewal Agency and they could choose who they sell it to, yeah. it'll be interesting to see who that seller or, or who, who that the buyer, buyer is. is. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, and I think that that's I think that that's the biggest problem that I have is, you know, what was the point of the eminent domain process other than, you know, wanting to own the other hundred percent of the building, that makes sense. But I don't understand why they would have had such a problem to sell it to Vincent Bailey when he had offered the city five hundred thousand dollars. Publicly, not officially, not officially on a on a piece of paper, but you know what 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 is the issue of taking him through to court for eminent domain just for that? So he offered. Well, there's so many yeah. so many other parcels inside the city that right. you know need attention that the city could utilize that for. I, I didn't think you could. <clears throat> I didn't think you could take eminent do- domain because you wanted to sell a property. I thought it had to be for public they, good. I guess that they claimed economic development reasons, and I don't know. If, I don't. I didn't read the whole entire court document, and I have everything. And I didn't. I just, you know, I had skimmed through it. There's, a, there's a lot of pages to read in regards to that particular parcel. Mm-hmm. But what I had read from the city is that they wanted it for economic development purposes. And I, as a city, you can go through eminent domain and, you know, really go through that process. And your reasoning could be economic development. So, and the court had, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess that is that, that came up during the uh, that that came up during the hospital project. Um, right. If you remember, right, right. the the issue was uh, you can't do you can't use uh, eminent domain for a private uh, construction project, and uh, and and the argument has been well, this is even though um, e- even though NVHS is its own entity, um, this is still a project for public good. And that's how the the whole thing I think was was sold. But this is a unique, this is kind of a unique situation. And and oh by the way, it looks like a situation where the city makes profit on the deal, right? Well, and that's and that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I didn't think the city was in the in the business of taking people to court to make a profit off of their no, to take know, their the, property the, away. Their yeah, you know, I mean, and like I said, the way the building was split up was strange. Anyways, how how a building got subdivided twenty and eighty is is beyond me. But. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess I guess it can happen, but okay. you know, and to a different subject, I just want to say thank you guys because you guys have you guys broke that topic in regards to the hospital, the you know parking garage, and yep. I think that it shed light on a lot of the situation. But you know, and it's it's unfortunate that you know the mayor has to hit you know put blame on the council when they really had nothing to do with the negotiations and whatnot, and for the council to feel that they had to defend themselves, I thought was you know totally wrong you know well, blaming and, and, them that they needed an appetite when they according to everybody that you talked to they had nothing to do with the negotiations ever and, and it's interesting too because um the the letters that we and we received letters from uh that jeff had received from uh the county executive's office 
uh, and it's letters, communication back and forth between the city, between the mayor and uh, and Tony Paseni. And, and so it shows that really there was negotiation going back and forth between the two of them. Um, but uh, it's funny, the mayor doesn't want to take the uh, the heat on any of this, so... He says the council doesn't have the appetite. <laughs> it's always nice to blame the council when you can't. Yeah. But another another person that's involved in this, and and maybe not particularly involved with the negotiations, but, I mean, we do have a chief financial officer inside the city, Bill Morehouse. I mean, and I haven't heard a peep out of him whether or not the city could afford it. And you would think that somebody with that knowledge and the financial background in the city would be would be speaking out on whether or yeah. not the city could afford it as well. So, I mean, well, there's, there's, a, there's a few elected officials inside the city that could bear responsibility in understanding who could make those payments to the city and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have to we'll have to check in with the uh, with the former mayor. I mean, the future mayor. I mean, the uh, <laughs> controller. I'm sorry. What am I talking about? <laughs> I like Morris. I, I love the Morris code. That was that was that was the best. So uh, that was good. It's the Morehouse code. Yes, the Morehouse code. The Morehouse code. <laughs> so listen, do you think forty percent? <laughs> do you think forty percent is fair? Should the city is that is that too much of an ask? Well, and I and I ta- and when I said it last time, when I said that the city had supported the hospital and the parking garage and whatnot, I did say that there was a problem with you know with members on the council that didn't feel that 40% was 40% was a lot of money. So, and again, that's where it went back to. The mayor had negotiated. They wanted the hospital project to move forward. There was other funding that they could have looked for. I mean, and, and again, a negotiation for a better deal could have happened on behalf of the city's part, but that was what they were given at the time. And according to them at the time, the city could have afforded that 40%. Right. So, I don't know how you could go four years later and know that you have to budget for that, and that could have been a possibility that that would have came up. You know, the the city can't claim poverty when they're announcing million-dollar surpluses and, you know, fund balances each and every year. Sometimes you've got to put your money where your mouth is. And I think in this particular case, back in 2017 when they said they could afford it, what difference, what happened from 2017 to 2021? Right, like I right. said, the city had just bonded $11.6 million for three parking garages. So I, I think the city needed to take a little responsibility in understanding that they had Kennedy Plaza Garage. That was that would have been their financial responsibility. And, and even, I think, if they talked to the county executive at the time and said, well, if we're building this one parking garage, why not put all the city's parking garages into this bond and then help us pay for that in totality? And then maybe that 40% contribution would make more sense in the end. So right. I, I, I think that you, you needed a better negotiator at the table on behalf of the city at the time, and it wasn't there. And I think that, you know, through the pandemic and everything like that was a, was a perfect storm for the city to say, well, listen, you know, we can't afford it now. We don't want to pay that 40%. Right. So, uh, you know, again, right. a better negotiation could have happened on behalf of the city, and maybe we could have got a better deal out of all our parking garages, which would have made sense, you know what I mean, when you're bonding for parking garages not just the Kennedy Plaza. So my, I thought when, when we talked about those discussions, if the county did a redistribution of sales tax dollars and the city got a little more of a beneficial, you know, monetary amount through right, our budget, right, right. then bonding that 40% would have made sense. But none of that happened. And, again, we went through four, four years of building mm-hmm. that's half built, and here we come at the last minute. I mean, it's embarrassing yeah. on, on behalf of the city to, uh, just, to just not give – not give any monetary amount and say that oh we gave you three million dollars for a parking garage that was already in the original MOA. That's not 
It's right, not right, fair right. to me. That's just not good business. All right. And I uh, had, uh, you know, uh, and it's interesting you say that because even in subsequent conversations that I've had with council people after the fact that. You know, they're they were open to maybe considering a twenty or a thirty percent, and I just I don't understand why they're well. With this new council. None of them say they are now. That's for sure, right? Well, well, and, well and actually, that's another thing too. Like the council can say whatever they want until they have a negotiation, and I and you know, you know, I me mean, sometimes they just I think and just say stuff. I'm like, well, why don't they, you know, make an announcement that they're going to sit down at a table with the city and the county and maybe some county legislators and some council members. And really come up with a plan. I mean, because it's it's again, it's not fair for me to you know as a resident of the city to sit back and say who was involved and understands the intricacies of what's going on with that hospital project to say, well, no one from the city can really like ask them to come to the table and figure out you know what would be but what would, right, what right. would work. You right. know what I mean, and that never happened with anybody. Well, it's and over. That's, that's uh, it, the biggest problem. It's over now. The uh, the county's taken on the uh, the full responsibility. Yeah. All right, Samantha, I got to roll. Thank you. Oh, Appreciate one more it. thing. Hey, guys. There was eight million dollars oh, in, in, in infrastructure funding. Uh, did you have to approve that? I, I don't. I don't know what they're. Ta- I don't know what that is. Because okay. according to okay. what they said yesterday, it was DRI grants and or DO, yeah, DRI grants and or and and. Uh, ESD grant, so I don't know what the eight million dollars. Okay. I've never seen it. I've never seen the council approve it, so I'm not a hundred percent sure what they were talking about in regards right. to that. The mayor right. said three million, three million, and eight million. It was three, three, well, and eight. Yeah. Well, and, that's, and that, I'm not, I'm not sure what that was okay. at all. To all be right. quite honest with you, so I don't, I don't ever remember approving that, and I don't know if that was something that happened from now through the pandemic. I mean, they all get along great. You would think that you. <laughs> right. Everyone gets along great when City Hall's been closed for a year and a half. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, Samantha, we appreciate it. Thank you. And right, uh, Samantha Colosimo Testa is running Thank for you. council at large. Thank you. Uh, interesting. We hear more from her than we hear from the current council members, uh, and we do appreciate that.